Hello, how the tech are you? This is our weekly tech show on Echoplex Media. And uh, we're going to keep our wheels on. And I promise you, we're not generated by AI. We're like real, actual videos going on here. Anyways, <laughs> I'm historian Matt. I talk about uh, tech news and science news and stuff like that. Today, we've got a couple of tech news type stuff to uh, let you know about. My first topic is Google's new AI generator creates HD video from text prompt. So this is the next step from AI generated images. We're going to video. Talk a little bit about that. Google's not the only one. I'll, I'll get some more info about that. And then my second topic is a quick hit. There's yet another EV recalled for possibly losing it with its wheels. Not really, but it's uh, there, there's some stuff wrong with it. But we'll talk about that recall. I didn't get to it. And HK is on an adventure, will not be joining us today. So Dave, why don't you uh, let us know what you're talking about? So I just got two stories. Um, well, I guess two stories. Sure. Uh, Boston Dynamics is under the false impression that its robots are not going to be used for war. And um, then we got YouTube and Twitter are outsourcing their response to misinformation to random users and creators. So take it away with your stories. All right. Uh, so my first topic, uh, first news topic is Google's new AI generator creates HD video from text prompts. And it, as I said, this is kind of the next step from AI generated images. We're going into the video land now. Uh, and this is an extension to Google's Imogen image uh, generator, and it's called Imogen Video. So this is a text image AI generator capable of producing 1280 by 768 videos at 12 at 24 frames per second. So that should be about full HD type videos. This comes in less than a week after Meta unveil, unveiled its uh, text to video AI called Make a Video, which is actually a pretty good name because it's pretty straightforward and easy to understand. So Meta is, of course, the uh, parent company of Facebook. Uh, so yeah, there's starting to be a bit of a competition going on with uh, the uh, video generation. So the Imogen video from Google has several cap capabilities. Not sure if they're if Meta can do the same, but we'll talk about what Imogen can do. The first, it, it can create videos based on famous painters style. And that's, uh, so it's painters like Van Gogh and I don't, I don't know who else, <laughs> but it's too bad for the movie loving Vincent. If you know what that one is, it was made before this advancement, but I have Dave, have you heard of the movie loving Vincent? Know anything about it? Can't say that I no. do. It's a, a movie about Vincent Van Gogh. And it's animated, but they did it instead of like doing computer animation. They just hired a bunch of painters to paint in the style of Vincent Van Gogh and took pictures of their, their paintings and created the, the video of the, the whole movie. Very innovative, interesting, took a long time. I heard about it because they were looking for painters. And of course I paint, but um, I don't paint, paint in Vincent, Vincent Van Gogh's style. So I... And I got, got paid a lot more working for Google at the time anyways, but uh, it was interesting. I don't think I've seen um, clips from it, but I haven't actually seen the actual video. Check it out. But I'm sure if uh, 
this video creating AI was around, it would have been a lot easier to make. Just let the, just put in the text and let the AI make it. Anyways, besides uh, images, videos based on famous painter style, there's also, they can also generate 3D rotating objects. Uh, I think the 3D rotating objects, you can actually extract the 3D model from. I'm not positive on that, but it's definitely there. And uh, you can also produce video in a variety of animation styles. So the, the overall process that Imogen Video uses is basically just takes the initial text and trans and translate it into a low resolution video. It's like 16 frames at 24 by 48 pixels. That's very low, low number of pixels and only like three frames a second. It starts with that very, not very good video and progressively upscales the video to higher resolution and frame rates. And eventually it can uh, output a 5.3 second video at the resolution, the HD resolution I mentioned earlier. Now we're probably not going to hear about, or not going to have access to this, uh, image and video, uh, generator any, anytime soon. The training data used is, and I don't know if this is even pronounceable, but it's Lion, Leon 400M, L-A-I-O-N dash 400M, which is an image text data, data set includes 14 million video text pairs and 60 million image text pairs. Problem is it contains problematic data and that prob problematic data includes uh, sexually explicit and violent content and the uh, output from the Imogen video could include sexually explicit or violent content because of it. So we're not expected to see Google release it anytime soon until they can be sure that it's not going to be uh, releasing that kind of content. So uh, that's all I got on that topic. Got any uh, questions or comments? I welcome my AI porn overlords. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it probably had a bunch of fur furry porn in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know what you know. I don't know if there's why there would be a problem with that if like it was like labeled, hey, this is you know for use by adults only at this time. Yeah, you know you should you should you may expect you know you may not expect, but you should expect some uh possibly violent or pornographic content even if your query does not seem to imply that i think it'd be fine to release it as long as people like knew that and there's like proper yeah. disclaimers and yeah. stuff yeah it's google they're kind of weird about that stuff because sometimes they let it through and and but if it's like something that they make they want it to be basically be disneyland right completely sanitized yeah have you seen any videos from this thing I've seen stills from it. I don't think I saw a video from it yet. I mean, we just showed a still, right? We showed the teddy bear washing dis dishes image from it. We actually earlier. showed the second still in the article too. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, <laughs> I didn't see you scroll down, but uh, yeah, I don't think I've actually saw, seen the video. Have you? No, I haven't seen video from it. No. I'm curious. I might take a look after the show. Yeah. Probably look it up. Um, okay. That's all I got for that one. So my second topic is a short one. It is another EV recalled for possibly losing its wheels. Not really. This one's Rivian. 
So Rivian issued a recall on 12,000 of its EVs, pretty much all of the EVs that were put out last year. Uh, it affects models, uh, model year 2022, the R1T trucks, the R1S SUVs, and some EDV delivery vans. So basically their trucks or vans and some of their, or their, their trucks, their SUVs, and some of their delivery vans. Uh, in August, Rivian found an upper control arm had separated from the steering knuckle in one of its vehicles, and further investigation found six reports of related issues. So from, I think these are reports from customers and mechanics, you know, working on customers' vehicles. And according to the recall, Rivian can't confirm that two suspension components had been properly torqued, as it uh, says in the article. So. Uh, this could throw off the alignment and possibly separate the joint. Probably won't lose a wheel with this from what I can tell, but it is not good if that if it does separate. Um, but I thought it was funny since we had the other the news about, uh, or was it Toyota's <laughs> uh, EVs losing their wheels, possibly. Anyways, Rivian will inspect every vehicle in the recall and properly torque any vehicles that need it. So this is Rivian who makes trucks that are actually usable, uh, EV trucks that are actually usable. <laughs> but uh, what do you think, Dave? Um, I don't know. This is just kind <clears> of, <throat> you know, these companies are going to deal with this stuff because they're not like legacy auto, auto manufacturers. They may have good electric technology or whatever, but you still have to make a safe car. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is like, I mean, even legacy automakers have recalls like this uh, about the same rate. You kind of expect it. Um. Unfortunately, it's not like Tesla's recalls where they can so often just not even do a recall. They can just, you know, update some software and fix it. This is actual, actual physical fix to the, to the car or the trucks. Um, uh, so they actually have, have to bring it in, but, um, yeah, hopefully it won't hurt them too badly because they're one of the only other EV companies out there that are making good products that people seem to want to to buy in large numbers. Well, I mean, the legacy auto manufacturers are also making, making electric cars now. So that's why I said that people want to buy in large numbers. I, I mean, except that. for Ford has their F-150 lightning and the, the Mach-E Mustang, which are both very popular. Uh, not a whole lot of other legacy companies are, are doing as well. Uh, well, that, that car Mercedes is putting out in a couple, like a couple months is beautiful, but it's out of reach yeah. of most consumers. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, the, the legacy auto manufacturers are like kind of, kind of knocking on the door here. Cause as soon, I'm just, as soon as Honda puts out a fully electric Accord, that, that it's, I think it's, it's, it's over. Yeah. The whole game's over. Yeah. Well, it seems like Honda is having a lot of trouble and avoiding switching over to, to full electric. I don't know what's going on there. Hmm. They're an old company. They may just be taking their time, yeah. making sure they get it right. I mean, you can't take, Maybe. you can't take something like the Honda Accord and then not do it exactly right. You're going to, people are going to, people would go get very angry because you expect certain things when you buy that kind of car or, or a Civic or whatever. These cars have such good reputations Yeah, that you're just, you're just going to expect like a certain level of quality. And uh, so I think that that could be it, or they could just be behind for any number of reasons. They don't want to be like Toyota and have their wheels fall off. Right, right. I mean, Toyota has been, uh, they had bet on um, 
hydrogen powered cars and that really put them way behind. I think they're still betting on hydrogen cars to some extent, but they finally decided to make some electric cars. Kind of sad because I really like both, you know, both Honda and Toyota to make the switch over. They're, they make good cars. Again, when, when the all electric Camry comes out, it's going to be a hard sell for these other companies to be tr- yeah. getting people to buy a four door, <laughs> four door sedan, right? Cause these, they, yeah. you know, that car has such a good reputation and the, the hybrid version is so incredibly popular. It's like one of the most popular cars. So yeah. They, you know, they're just, they're just waiting. They might've got in a little late for a variety yeah. of reasons. Their cars were already like incredibly fuel efficient. So right. They, they, that might've been another reason that they're just kind of behind a little bit because they just, they're just always been the efficient cars. And so they don't really want to mess with it too much. I don't know. We'll see. It's uh, unfortunate that, uh, this thing's, uh, the, the wheels aren't falling off. You're right. It's unfortunate that there's a, a mechanical problem with it, but these things happen and it's not, it's yeah. not the end of the world. All right. I guess it's my turn. Um, yes, I've, it is. I have two stories. One's real quick. It's just that uh, somebody at Boston Dynamics just has no idea about anything, and they're delusional. They're like, if somebody weaponizes our robots, we'll be really, really sad, says Boston Dynamics. Um, I read this article. It was an okay article from the Register. I've been taking most of my stuff from the Register lately. Uh, The person in this article is delusional. That's exactly what what those robots are for. I mean, what else? Like, when I saw the robot, when I see the demonstrations, I, like, assume there's guns on the robots. Like, what are they talking about? I mean, yeah. Matt, what do you, what do you think when you, when you've seen the Boston dynamics robots demonstrations, do you have a hard time imagining weapons on them? <laughs> no, I thought there was even one where they had it like with, I mean, they had a fake weapon, but it was holding a gun or something, uh, in one of the demonstrations. Also, don't they get a lot of their funding from the military? <laughs> oh no. Yes. Pretty sure they do. This is, this is called delusional. Yeah. Uh, now I know like they get, I'm pretty sure they get funding from the military, but some of that funding is not to, to like make a weaponized robot, but one that would carry stuff where, you know, a human would, uh, uh, would be hard pressed to carry stuff for long distances, you know? So they had that like mule thing that was basically like a robot dog that could carry a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I just think they're crazy. Whoever, yeah, yeah, whoever thinks that they're not going to be turned into weapons immediately if once they're able to be mass produced is out of their mind. Yeah. Okay. Up next, we got. I'm sorry. Twitter and YouTube are kind of outsourcing their uh, content moderation to their users and to creators. Twitter has something called Birdwatch. Uh, it just allows like users to kind of deal with misinformation and problematic content on the platform, and that uh, COVID misinformation is the most most common type of misinformation with a uh, vaccine misinformation coming in at three, I'd suggest that maybe the vaccine misinformation is often a subset of the COVID misinformation. Um, instead of just kicking off the main purveyors of this misinformation, Twitter just seems to think it's better for users to flag things and for then Twitter to put like a little disputed information thing, a little disputed information tag under the, uh, under the post. So that people know that the, the, uh, the bird watch people, the bird watchers have, a. Uh, decided this might be a problem um yeah what do you think matt you think that's a good way to deal with misinformation on twitter i think it's a bad way to to deal with misinformation on twitter and i guess you said youtube is going to do the same but as soon as elon musk buys twitter he's probably going to get rid of even this little (laughs) 
bit of, uh, you know, checks and balances. Oh, we'll have to see because he, he said he, he said the deal was on, but a lot of people think he just said the deal was back on because he doesn't want to be depositioned and he doesn't want yeah. any more of his texts getting out there, but he sort of lost some of his backing to buy Twitter. Right. So there's, there's a bit of a problem there, but yeah, I don't think he would be too terribly interested in, he's not terribly interested in, in misinformation and stopping its spread. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it sounded like he wanted to buy Twitter specifically to re- remove any moderation whatsoever, just total free for all. But now he's having a lot of second thoughts. <laughs> he's going to overpay for it. And well, and, and Tesla's losing a lot of money or losing a lot of value in their stock. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just know he doesn't want to be depositioned. That's true. <laughs> Certainly does not want to be depositioned. So on to YouTube. YouTube's got a great one too. They're um they want your anecdote to counter the anecdote of the anti vaxxer. Yeah, that doesn't really help. <laughs> yeah, they want to have a uh, personal personal health stories to be <laughs> to be like part of their anti misinformation campaign. They're like, well, if you got if you got uh, Karen with the bad take talking about the, her kid got a vaccine and then. Uh, gave him trench foot or whatever, then uh, you should just go on there and give your story a good story about uh, you getting a vaccine because that'll, that's, that'll, that'll help. Right, Matt? That'll help. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but I, I don't think, uh, you know, my story of how I got the vaccine and like nothing happened <laughs> and I didn't get the, ever get COVID is going to, that story is really going to stand up next to the, you know, the mother who claims that her kid's foot fell off because the kid got the vaccine. I mean, it's like, not, it's the foot falling off. Isn't a common, common one, but yeah, like the, the, the more compelling story is going to be the one with like more yeah. drama. Well, okay. Well, let's talk about a, a common one. The mother who's going to claim that their, their child got autism because they got the vaccine. Right. And that's got drama. So it's just the, yeah. the people are going to be more interested in that story because there's a story. Whereas, you and me went and got vaccinated and besides maybe a little bit of fatigue and a little bit of maybe a little aches and pains, nothing happened. There's no drama there. No story. Well, to be fair, I, every time I've got the vaccine, it's like the next day I felt really bad and tired and not wanting to do anything. You get about one day. And I think that's fair, (laughs) a fair trade to, to have avoided the, uh, actual COVID, um, it's virus itself this entire time. Yeah, but it's not like I said. It's just not a very compelling anecdote, right? Like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, you don't. You're not gonna. You, it's not gonna like stand up to like. The problem isn't just an, regular individuals with anecdotes either. The problem is that like there are very popular creators who've made a career out of p- producing anti-vaccine inf- yeah. like misinformation, and the, some of those people are still being recommended regularly by their algorithm on YouTube. And so, yeah. like, how's like some other like small creators like little anecdote about like going to get vaccinated with their boyfriend or girlfriend like how do you i i don't know although i will have to say that i uh what was it the late show with uh stephen corbett colbert they had uh fauci on and they actually went on the show and got the vaccine on the show it was pretty cool um but also, if people want to hear about these other people who are making career out of uh, um, vaccine misinformation and uh, have some of us make fun of that, they can watch some of our other shows on Echoplex Media. <laughs> well, and even even Stephen Colbert is famous and Fauci is famous to some extent. Yeah. And I don't think even that like 
does much as far as like no, countering vaccine misinformation because all you're doing is watching two two rich people go get a shot like there's no story there yeah yeah i mean it was funny you should see it if you haven't but um, yeah you're exactly exactly right nothing happened uh so there's no story right if it bleeds it leads and like if 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 your vaccination bleeds they really did it wrong <laughs> yeah bleed but, a tiny bit but if it bleeds a lot there's something really wrong yeah yeah it's it's what a what a dumb way to try to counter mis, misinformation by just having other basically non-experts give like a story like get yeah. out of here and that, to me it's always surprising because you know I, I worked for google and most of the people at google uh, and seem to be very against spreading misinformation and you know uh at least i <laughs> i know we had article uh, we had stories about um google search here before spreading a bit of misinformation, but generally speaking, they're really good about cleaning that sort of stuff up, but there's some, there's issues with it sometimes, but, but YouTube has just been horrible. And for whatever reason, they're not taking down these videos that are obviously spreading misinformation. I, I think we're going to learn in the future, maybe that this was bigger business than uh, people maybe realized that there was. Yeah more money for these platforms, more money to be made on this stuff than people realize. Cause otherwise yeah. what's the, what's the upside if they're not making a bunch of money on it? Cause they get a lot of bad press about it. So what's the upside? Yeah. They must be making tons of money off of it. I wonder if how much money they're going to make off of like the, the nice gardening creator who gives the counter anecdote where like, Oh, I actually got my vaccine and it was fine. Like <laughs> I mean, they're not going to make any money on that. Right. Right. But I guess they're presenting the opposing viewpoint. They like have a like I don't know somebody who does unboxing videos, and they're like, "I'm able to open this box, and I had my vaccine." Like, what are they doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm able to breathe because I got my vaccine and didn't get a bad case of COVID. Oh, maybe it would be one of them breatharian people who think that you they can live on sunlight and <laughs> air only. And, oh, but then they probably are anti-vax. Actually, the breatharian types. Yeah. Well. All right, that's that's all my stories. Uh, Matt, you want to read us out? I think it's your turn. Okay. I didn't know I was going, I was going back to me. Give me just a second to get it up. <laughs> so thanks for joining us on whatever method you're watching or listening to this uh, podcast. Um, if you're on watching on YouTube, go ahead and give us a like. And don't forget to subscribe. Maybe leave a comment. I don't know uh, what you want to leave a comment about, but but please do. and. Uh, if you're getting hearing this on your podcatcher, if you can leave comments, go ahead and do that too. We'll uh, uh, check them out. But if you want to hear more or see more shows from our same, you know, place, uh, you can check out echoplexmedia.com, the website, to find out what other shows we have. You can also check out twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia to see all our live shows. And some clips from the live shows and maybe I guess some recorded live shows. Uh, and of course, if you want to give us some money so we can keep doing this, go over to patreon.com slash echoplex. There's no media because it has to be different, but for no reason, I don't know, just to be confusing, but it's patreon.com slash echoplex. And of course, we got a radio station up at eplex.xyz. Or you can go from the main website at echoplexmedia.com slash radio. And on Twitter, we're at eplexm, yet another version of our name. And finally, 
get buy some swag from us at eplex.store. I got a couple of shirts. They're pretty cool. Thanks.